fucking popping, y'all. She homie ATM. And it's your boy O. And we are the Lingo Baby, joined by very special guests, um, Malik. <laughs> Bro, it's been like two and a half seasons of trying to get you on this show. It's the one. This, but you this, know, this, like, this, we finally, know. like, we finally, like, came around to it. So, you know, we have the amazing Malik English joining us. Thank y'all for having me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, can't forget our also amazing guest, Johnny Champagne, in the spot, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Thank so you. It's, it's a strong NYU meets SU. Kind of link up, yeah. And crossover episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big crossover episode vibes. For sure. How y'all doing on this fine Saturday? Um, I'm doing all right, man. I'm tired as hell. Went to bed at 8 a.m. You know? Yeah, he was talking to me about that. For no reason. Just making beats, listening to my old music you know what I'm saying like yeah man but I'm doing good otherwise <laughs> <laughs> how I gotta I gotta I gotta understand something real quick I'm sorry how did one of the most soft spoken niggas I know end up being cool with another very soft spoken yeah, ass I dude like it's like he's also Leo I don't think any Leos have like super expressive or like boisterous personalities like I've never met one that's was like hey yeah <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Sure, like, I feel like it come with the aura, like, <laughs> more so than with, like, just up front, you know mm. what I'm saying? And just be happy to be here, though. Right. <laughs> happy to be here. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Why you, Malik? How, how you doing? I'm good. No, happy birthday to you, my bro. Facts. Yes. Big, big birthday in the spot. out last night, so I'm just recovering right now, but... Yo, okay. did you wake up with a hangover too? I don't like get hangover anymore. I just like wake oh. up still drunk or tired. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was about to be like, yeah, you got hungover. Like, I didn't seem. Like, you know. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 too much damage has been done for, for hangovers to be a factor anymore. Shout out Liv for sneaking me in a Hennessy handle for my birthday <laughs> to the rooftop. To the rooftop, she snuck that in. Bro, it was a very warm bottle of Hennessy oh handle. It was right underneath. You know, very luxurious woman. Shout you out live but <laughs> no that shit had me fucked up yeah. it was a relatively good party yeah. I don't remember much of it it was good it was hey. a good time part two today woo I'm gonna make sure you get home and text me like yo bro when did I get home like, <laughs> so I could be like shit you tell me bro I left you in the city like <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm for the night you can't remember for the people that you won't forget it's like shit that's, that's from somewhere where is that from Drake, so I think it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Lights type shit. Type shit. I'm the I got from it. Nah, but um, with that, you know, big, like we said, crossover event. How did y'all two end up meeting, like overall? There's so, like before we got to school, like you know, how school would have like the like the Facebook page. Yeah, and, stuff, and like shit like that. Yeah, it was like a group meet, a group for like all like the black people, I guess. Mm. And then I'm showing there's not many of y'all. Yeah, it really yeah, was. Yeah, right, like, like, we still talk to at least like sixty percent of the niggas out there in that group. Meeting. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> most of them was just either watching or like not interested. You feel me? So I'd be like that. It was a, like. A few of that's what I'm saying. So we became friends with the few people that was talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like pretty quickly met up in school and stuff. And I realized he was the only one in that group chat that was <laughs> in my in my uh, like you know school. Mm-hmm. Like, Wait, the, so the group chat was like 
I'm sorry, was it predominantly black student group chat? Yeah, it was like all black, NYU as a whole. Oh, NYU as a whole, not like, just NYU Tish. Like, yeah, no. Oh, it was all black NYU of that year. Coming, yeah. Oh, okay. Coming okay. into, into the freshman year. year. Right. But for the music program, it was just me and him in that chat. Okay. So, like, I feel like the first day I saw him, I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I immediately recognized him from, like, Facebook. <laughs> Not Facebook. Is the black community like large? Like two people in only one program. In our program is probably like eight black people. Like eight to twelve and out of how many? Like relatively. Um sixty something. Yeah. Well at Bandier. Yeah, Bandier literally. Huh? Are we talking like all four years? It may be like forty out of three hundred or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, they just started like bringing black people. Yeah, I just like black teachers now. And shit, it's like whoa. Whoa, y'all niggas don't get. Could have fooled me. Like, is this Clive a black man? No, no, no. hell no. Oh, Clive Davis. The name, the name Clive just. I assume a big black. A big black man. This man is that old money, bro? Like white. You know, lawyer, like, lawyer, yeah, bro, executive, like, put, like, Whitney Houston was, like, his whole, like, investment and all that. What? Yeah, and Bob Dylan. You know, bro, he's, like, not bad investment. He has a, um, reputation that precedes him, but that nigga do not care about NYU, bro. We have never met him, but never that nigga to watch the documentary once here. Right? Gotta wrap this shit up. Like, they had his picture, like, on the thing or whatever, but, I mean, besides give money one time, he has nothing to do with that school. I'm sure. Yeah. Yo, I mean, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I love to say that's pretty relatable, but Cap. But no, but, like, both graduates now, but, like, what are some, you know, moments that you guys, like, remember, like, either, like, creating music, or, like, developing yourselves musically, like, at NYU, like, did it... Was it a good space to like flourish young artists, especially in Clive Davis? No. <laughs> Y'all both look very like, uh, yeah, like. I think it was just because, like, you know, there's a lot of like minded people that's there that, like, just, you know, want to work, want to, like, get things done. Mm. I wouldn't say that. I, okay, I would say that, like, the the culture of Clive, like, provided a lot of, like, just overlapping with people. Like, you had to work with people on projects. You had to just, like, a lot of collaboration stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like that was cool and, um, you know, definitely helped, helped, like, us find the people that we actually fuck with, like, right. in the the music thing but as far as the overall like sound or whatever like or the overall you know what was being supported i feel like you know it was a bunch of these you know pop white dudes and like producer bros and stuff like that that was really getting a lot of the the love i feel like from Mm -hmm. clive and um you know you we would yeah. yeah. What is it to? The college to piggyback off to piggyback to piggyback, but um, kind of the same. Like, at first I wasn't even gonna go to college originally. Cause I was just like, kind of didn't really see the point. And that's your energy for sure. But um, no, for real. But then going there is like the number one thing I got really was like the network for me. Yeah. Like me and Taffy, like a bunch of people that were just like 
still in my life today, still I work with creatively and like people I just generally like to have in my circle. Like that was the most important thing I got. Like in terms of the actual music shit, like kind of say I I guess I got exposed to a lot of different types of music, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah, for like, sure, learned some stuff, but. After the first two years, you kind of just, like, did your own thing. Like, you just showed mm-hmm. up for class, and you, like, went home and did what you wanted to do, basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes there would be moments where, like, at least for me, I felt like I had to, like, scare the music I wanted to make to be in line with what, like, the Clive thing was. Yeah. Interesting. And then after a while, it was just, like, I really don't care to do that anymore. Right. For a fact. Do y'all feel like, you know, because you talked about... Um, how it exposed it exposed just like a lot of different types of music and like how overall you know you just meet a lot of different people who are creating music do you think that anything about that particular NYU experience like influenced the music you guys are now making or like are like continuing to make aside from like past musical influences who I want to go into like after right. oh yeah for sure because like I grew up listening to a whole bunch of different music to begin with but I feel like in Clive, I got way more comfortable making different types of music because, mm-hmm. like, I know somebody in this room will fuck with this. So, like, no, okay. like, I had to just make, like, one type of thing or whatever. And it was encouraged to, like, experiment, honestly. Okay. So, you could be as experimental as you wanted to. And, like, that was, like, not like a super art hole type of way. It was just, like, yeah, like, yeah. let's not make, like, super mainstream stuff. But at the same time, that also annoyed me sometimes because, like, I feel like people love to talk down on like pop or mainstream music and it's like if this is the most accepted thing like there's obviously some beauty in it right but it's like there's always this push to be like super avant-garde it's like right and that was the thing is just because it's super avant-garde don't mean it's good like niggas gonna be niche so yeah. bad that's what i'm saying Literally. and there's yeah. a huge like there's a huge you know like it's it's new york and everybody think they just shit whatever yeah. like, <laughs> it's like a huge you know, oh, you know, I'm like trying to be this thing, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, that's that's cool. Like, I like stuff that reaches past the the surface level a lot of times, but at the same time, you know, I feel like people you gotta stay grounded and real and something, mm-hmm. or at least my personal. What I enjoy most is just stuff that's really real and like tangible and something that I could like feel and like see, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, um, I, what I did like that, that Clive, you know, encouraged the experimentation, especially with like the, like the grading system. Well, I don't know. See, is, like, it, is it like a weird like thing? Like, all I'm saying. Yeah, how do you grade? Like, I'm, yeah, like, how do you grade? I, I don't know how you grade like creativity <laughs> and no, art. So like, literally, so like, that was I feel like a big thing that made Clive like a good school for people that don't want to go to school. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it was like if you just show up and do it, like you really just you get a like all the. I grades. remember the first day of like music theory freshman year, like your teachers like, yo, y'all all got A's just show up and like <laughs> like granted I didn't but it was really like grading wasn't like a crazy thing I like yeah. it really was participation based wow, which okay. is cool because of yeah. that it it lets you like not base what you're you know try, like gonna do on like how much you think the person's gonna like it or anything like that mm-hmm. it's just you just do it and like you know go through the motions and then everybody got the like what i also like is very discussion based too like mm-hmm. you go around yeah. the room and everybody would comment on like how do you feel your work this? or something yeah. like that and that 
also, first of all, like, people say, because, you know, we always joke about how, you know, Clive's are hard, they don't grade shit, whatever, yeah. whatever, but, like, bro, like, bearing your soul like that <laughs> in, front, in front of your classmates yeah. that you see all the time, you know, and, like, listening to them talk to you about, like, what you know, this thing you just worked on that you just put your heart into, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because like, if it was any way other around, I feel like if it was, like, at any other school, these people will never hear this shit. No. Like, I'll never yeah. share this with you motherfuckers, but, like, to be in a situation where... But, it's like, they might to. hear it, but just, like, someone will listen to your music and someone will listen to your music with you right next when to you. Were, it's right. so different! Because no. you're just sitting there, like... <laughs> in the most beautiful <laughs> speakers, loud, you know what I'm no. saying? <laughs> no, like, they blasting you your like, music right there. You just, like, you know, no mix, no matter. You right. just did that shit, like... Making the show on the way there a lot of Right? Times for me. <laughs> oh, so many times, like... Cause that's when, bro. These kids, bro. We, like, we went to we went to the school because we thought it was gonna be what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like a summer camp type. <laughs> yeah, close to be camp rock. Still, we still didn't do our work. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was all like the, I feel like that just kind of speaks to the community, mm-hmm. just like how it attracts certain type of people, but. But she really couldn't show up FTN and like you right. just like oh, I don't have a song to like I don't think I've ever seen that. Happen. That's because bro, that's because like it really is mm. just such a like you what what it is more than the teacher, more than anybody else, you're like, damn, I'm showing my peers this. Like Yeah. And it's like I can't I can I, like I have to impress my peers. Yeah. Like I want you this person sitting right next to me to like this shit, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a different level of like yeah. just nerves. Cause know? your teacher always be like, Oh great. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, they'll just like suggest some little things. I saw this one tweet that was like you just go just play a song for like thirty people, they giving them takes, you have no plan to change the song at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But have you ever like okay, has there ever been a moment where You've played a song, and not even a negative or a positive, but, like, you guys critiqued it, and you feel like, okay, I can work on this. I'm gonna, maybe I will alter this part of the, the loop or whatever the fuck. Like, has there ever been a moment where you went back into the studio and changed something off of feedback? For me, anytime I ever got, like, feed, it was something I was already going to change, so I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I'm glad you also picked that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I really just take all suggestions with a grain of salt, you mm. know what I'm saying? It's like, I'll every suggestion that comes i'll like actually think it through and be like how would it be if that was the case and then sometimes it'll be better than what i had originally planned so it's, to me I'm, I'm super open to like and like i usually look for especially when i'm putting together any type of music like i look for people's opinions just because like more perspectives is you just don't know what you don't know so mm-hmm. it's like somebody somebody looking at it from this perspective might you know, open your eyes to something that you wouldn't have seen and like, or a sound that you wouldn't have heard, you know what I'm right. saying? Or feeling you wouldn't have accessed otherwise, but that might still really make sense with what you're trying to do. So, right. But, or like, might be what you was trying to do all along, but just didn't know how to get there. Right. And like, just to like, <laughs> to piggyback off that question, did y'all ever have like a moment where? doesn't matter if like you were just having a bad day or whatever but you went with something and you like did y'all ever have that energy or that feeling of like what the fuck are y'all like you know to like who are y'all to be like telling me something type shit because y'all like everybody was kind of like whoever was in the same boat like did y'all ever have that feeling going into like certain like classes or anything of the sort I have a very one very specific 
tell good. that story. I love a story. <laughs> um, in our songwriting class with Dave Tozer, um, we we had like pop songwriting, right? And I remember he had told me, like, I made this song, and I would say a nigga every other like line, right? <laughs> and this this white man. Like yeah, man, you know, good song. This is that, but you know, I think you could lighten up on like the use of the N word a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> to me, it's like, who Nigga, are you? Who are you? Literally, it's like tell me okay. that word. Like, I, I mean, David Tozer has a rep- good reputation, or like you know, his producer crazy Kanye credits, credits is crazy, right. you know. And I do actually really respect his work. Um, as a person, he's kind of a weirdo, which is just another story. <laughs> but um, he's be weird. Mm-hmm. But like, not like weirdo in like the. Mm. Yeah. Might have to bleed. Yeah. Anyway. Leave out some. Anyway, but um, respect this man's work, right? Um, but yeah, who are you to like? Tell me I can't say, as a white man, yeah. tell me I can't say nigga in my song. Even though, granted, you know, I, I was listening again, you know, I was saying quite a bit. I could have <laughs> had a little more imagination, but, like, at the same time, it's like, bro, that's just not your that's place. Yeah, place to tell me that, yeah. I feel pretty I had a night, like, also a songwriting teacher, I'd be like, oh, like maybe they don't curse so much, or they don't do this, or, like... You know, like to switch up this and this. It's like, yo, I'm making music for like a mosh pit, not for a pub. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking care. Like, it's like, I don't, your experience does not relate to mine. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's like, certain things like that. Like, and honestly, like, because I put my foot in my, I try to wear their shoes, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, it's hard to like give suggestions or like anything like that to to you know a bunch of creative kids that like think like us you know what i mean it's like and it's so i to an extent like you know i understand certain confusion or like certain mistakes that will inevitably be inevitably be made um you know in that in that field because you know it's a creative field so it's not the rules are very people don't know the rules you know what i'm saying so Plus, I think the fact that a lot of them are so much older, kind of as one right. teacher in particular, um, mm-hmm. he was just like, I was trying to talk about like rap in like the 90s and mm-hmm. shit, and it's like, I was like, oh, you need to get back to this, and it's like, yo, bro, like, we're going forward. Forward, and you, <laughs> like, you have this music, go listen to that, bro. There's <laughs> like, a whole generational gap, yeah. and keep in mind, these are white men, too. That's really yeah. That for them will mix it. Yeah, their yeah. experience with like hip hop, especially, is very different on by itself. And it's like, I don't care. Listen to the Beastie Boys right now. Like, <laughs> the Beatles got a couple of joints. I'm not. The Beatles got a couple Bro, of joints. Can we talk about how we spent literally a whole? So we had a production class that was six hours, like once a week. Sheesh. Bro, we spent. Wait, it was a six-hour course. Bro, six hours. like from nine to three. We had like a lunch thirty-minute break or some shit. Yeah. That's a work shift. That's a work shift. That's crazy. I'll pay niggas. Wow, that's crazy. But tell me why we spent a whole class, whole six-hour class one time listening to the Beatles, bro. <laughs> bro, I would have been tight. I would have been tight. You know, I was in the back of the class. You're like, you tired. <laughs> <laughs> you tired. Oh, so like, just listening, but okay, but like, just listening too. Like, <laughs> so, 
break it down. Like, <laughs> I feel like everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Beatles, but why do people love, like, what were they trying to teach you with that day in class? It's like, they were, like, super experimental in the way they approach, like, recording and writing, like, like they kind of, like, really started like multi-track, multi They were the first to do a lot of things, yeah. like, it wasn't necessarily about the, the ta- I mean, they were good songwriters, yeah. I guess, but... It was, I think it was more so about, like, their technological advancements yeah. and, like, their being the first to do a lot of, like, things that we consider regular, now, like, stereo, radio, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, they wasn't, people wasn't really doing much stereo back then, so. And it's, like, while that all that is, like, I feel like it is important to know, it's just, like, there's mad, also, like, black art that did crazy shit. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. we didn't even talk about Prince recording right. all shit himself. We didn't talk and, about not to mention that the Beatles' whole entire, like, music is black music. You know, it's like right. blues music yeah. that was playing, you know what I'm saying? So, And it, like, wasn't as much focus on, like, music in terms of blackness <clears throat> as, like, especially when, like, all pop music, it does, like, derive from black people. Mm-hmm. So it was just really weird. It was like, man. Yo, Beatles K, bro. Beatles <laughs> <laughs> K, bro. Like, but they were, they were the first to, like, also make, like, the modern... Um, concept of like the music video like with stories oh, and stuff yeah. like that like people mm-hmm. back then people type the music videos people was doing was just like you know playing the oh yeah just playing a fucking yeah. no they had it they were innovative and they, they, they cool like, yeah. I fuck with them like for six hours well for six right. hours that's beastie right. like, and, like <laughs> that's every year is some new shit you have to sit down and learn about these niggas bro right <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that's crazy I'm not gonna lie but um with that so we talked about, you know, just overall how the NYU culture, like, influenced your music. What would you say, like, in terms of artists, like, you grew up listening to, did anybody really influence, like, the sound you're going for now? Or, like, artists that are out now that are now influencing the sound you're going towards in general? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I grew, I feel like I grew up in my most formative years, listening to, like, trap music, like, um, Florida trap? Like, yes. Okay. Um, Where in Florida, like? <laughs> so I'm from Tampa Bay. I'm okay. from, um, I'm from Fishhawk, a suburb of Tampa Bay, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of links to Central and South Florida, so in, in Florida, like, Kodak Black is king, you know, like, he's, not, he's not the best dude, you know, but that man is like he's a cultural icon in Florida and people worship. So I grew up on a lot of him, you know what I'm saying? And as fucked up as he is, he is a, a great songwriter. Um, Migos, you know what I'm saying? Future is a huge, huge influence on just melodically, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's interesting, game. It's like, I feel like I want like. I guess we'll talk about it later, but I feel like I would wish, not wish, but I feel like I thought I would hear different. I thought I was gonna hear something completely different. Yeah, that's. So I didn't funny. know you were Florida till, from Florida until I walked in uh, here. Like, that's first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I didn't even know, like, but like it makes sense. Most of the people yeah. I know that grew up in the south. Well, let me ask this question first. What's your ethnicity? I'm Caribbean. So I'm Jamaican, and my mom's from St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Okay, word. <laughs> Most people I know that are like from like most places in the south are one american black so a lot of the things i hear is like oh i grew up on like the temptations and like the isley brothers and i grew up with like a lot of like old school like and i was just like where so, so like in the house no but in the house like 
my parents was playing Calypso, you know what I'm saying, mm. Soka, um, Reggae, you know what I'm saying, like all the all the classic stuff. But my dad, honestly, is he has a super wide range of like music taste. Like, mm. like honestly, his favorite artist is Bob Dylan. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get that full circle right. moment. <laughs> yeah. And um, he like honestly, him. I feel like his, um, like, willingness to like explore just a bunch of different genres and stuff definitely made me that way. You know, mm-hmm. I I feel like prior to all the traps, because you know, trap was like is came later in our mm-hmm. lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, for real. Which is kind of crazy to think about. But um, before that, like you know, Kendrick Cole, Drake. I'm a huge Drake stan. You know, like. Now, um, definitely more like since college, I feel like I got put on to like neo soul and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Which mm-hmm. is, and I've always loved jazz and jazz piano. I play piano and stuff like that. So I've always like loved that and just loved like you know musical aesthetics, but or just you know real nice chords and mm-hmm. like nice rhythms and stuff like that. But. Like Erica Badu and like mm-hmm. D'Angelo and Jay Dilla and like yeah. all the Tribe Called Quest and all them. Like I love, I love all. I feel like they definitely shaped my newer style for sure. Right. English, right? Um, it's where my mom she doesn't have like the large musical range at all. It was just like <laughs> she doesn't like Calypso. Like, <laughs> really? Nah, yeah. She, like she doesn't at all. And like a little bit of soca, but it's like mainly just be like reggae mm-hmm. and like Celine Dion. Y'all about to say your mom like Celine, Celine Dion. Dion? Wow! I know she likes Celine Dion. Wow. Alright, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like I just learned a whole new layer of your mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I really like discovered like kind of music on my own. So right. I just like okay. Kanye, also Future, The Weeknd, Lil Wayne. I like a lot of like Paramore, Nine Inch Nails, Fall Out Boy. So it's kind of just like a lot of like hip hop, rock, and R and B shit I listened to growing up, and then it never really changed. Like even through college, like, I, in college I say more like electronic music I into. It's like the Marshmallow, Dead Mouse, Hundred Gex, stuff like that. And I just feel like I'm just trying to like find a way to synthesize all that all into right. like one mm-hmm. little string. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it never changed too much, honestly. No, yeah, like I feel like with my like history of knowing you, like. I feel like I've always known you to listen to a lot of like different things in general, like to already have a range. But mainly like when I spoke to you, I feel like we spoke about hip hop and rock. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel like so it makes sense. Like now I feel like listening to the music that you put out now, I I can see a lot of that influence in there. You know what I'm saying? But no, yeah, it's dope. No, I can definitely hear the influence in you really well. Honestly it's it's interesting to hear like those influences, but like from your latest drop, Mr. 305, like, you know, it's more like an R&B tip. Um, were you, like, do you want to go more that R&B lane or do you, were you even like a big like R&B head? Cause I didn't yeah. even mention it. The most mm-hmm. music played in my house was definitely R&B. Don't like, worry. I give my sister, like she's just like a huge like. You forgetting shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a huge Chris Brown fan, like Mariah Carey, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. And like today, I mean like, Love Brent Fire, Summer Walker, Party Next Door, also mm. Drake. So it's like the army ship is always something like in the bag. It just something I just felt like doing at the time, really. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's always the weirdest thing. Like sometimes I might feel like making a rap record, it might feel like R and B, might feel like rock. I just like do what I feel at that moment, I guess. 
mm-hmm. and is trying to find a way to make it all like cohesive. Like, Kind of in the fold of organization. (laughs) So with that, like y'all both have uh, recently dropped. um, I know you dropped the full project. You dropped. um, You dropped Mysterio Five, and then you dropped Ask for prior. And so, like with that, I know y'all both recently had performances, like on y'all own. It was funny that they kind of like got. They were like very close. Yeah, they were like pretty much around the same time. So. Sorry. So with that, um, how did those performances, well, one, come about, and then how did y'all feel, like, physically performing on music? Has it, is this the first time y'all have performed since COVID? Like, just yeah. the details around those performances. Um, I love this ping-pong, y'all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last performance I did was at Bushwick Public House. Oh, public House? Interesting place. Um, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> like, Bushwick in general, right? It's an interesting spot. It's a, it's a it's a weird vibe over there for sure. But um, I like I like how it looks down there. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like a basement, you know, low ceiling, like mm-hmm. garage type feel. But um, yeah, I had um, for the first time in like two years, I had a full band perform with me. That's why. Um, and you know, I just. You know, I'm a musician, so like linking with other really good musicians, like shout out my band, Aeneas Keiko, um, Jordan, bro, Akari, fire producer, all of them real fire musicians. Like, it was just real fun tapping in. I, you know, I just asked them, I was like, as a matter of fact, um, Keiko and, and uh, Jordan, um, we had been working on some other stuff, just um, we had kind of like formed this pseudo band before that right mm. um, we were just cooking up like every week for over the summer um, for a little while and uh, you know we just had a natural like you know chemistry, yeah. chemistry yeah. So. and I can feel because you know, I was there live for that show and you can genuinely like feel how much you guys like you know practiced and like it, everything was just super like clean on point the drumming Aeneas killed Yo, it was bro. it was like Bro, that man shout out Aeneas, bro. Baby Ali Sparks, bro. <laughs> on Instagram. That man is insane. But yeah, we pra- we we practiced three times for that for that show, like all that week, which is crazy, bro. I hate the organization around like just literally getting four people together in the same room <laughs> three times in a week. It's like a nightmare. So I was really stressing about that. But, you know, I ended up um, being pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I, I really enjoyed myself. And, like, um, you know, I was playing keys. And it's, you know, it's definitely interesting because, you know, most of my music that I've, that I was performing is from music that I sampled. So, like, um, it was interesting, like, taking the sampled music and, like, you know, actually learning, you know, how it goes, like, in chords. And mm-hmm. like, so it was just kind of flexing a different muscle, like, that I wasn't used to using and just, like, relearning my song, essentially. Like, it was, it was kind of cool. <laughs> How was that SOBs? So, for that SOBs, like, last week, um, it was calm. Like, basically, just a promoter hit me up to open for um, Santa. Shout out to her. Shout out to her for, for yeah. And what could have been? It could have been. I was just gonna say like it was crazy. I'm like most of the songs I've never performed before. Like period. So I was kind of just like 
really drilling the shits in my head like throughout like the whole week leading up. And then like the night before, he's like, oh, she got COVID, so she's not coming. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, when y'all told me when I found out, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's so stressful. It's insane. And then like pulling up to the spot, like, you know, you were there. Like, my sound check was like 12 seconds. Yeah. So I'm gone. So I have no idea what the fuck anything about to sound like. <laughs> and and how important is that to, to know, like, what does that sound like? Because like, I feel like from the audience, you don't get that perspective or understanding is i never did mm-hmm. but as people performing like how important is like the audio check and things like that. for me i'm like super particular about how shit sounds yeah. so it's like if i don't know like is this song too loud my vocals too high that i need more reverb like mm-hmm. none of that shit beforehand i'm like you're going like, i'm like giving like, you yeah. a box i don't know what the fuck is in it like, yeah, <laughs> like, shit, right? yeah. and it's like hella nerve-wracking like you're already nervous for like a hundred other reasons and like this is the last thing you need to like for real like a good sound guy will just will bless you change your life change your life (laughs) because like 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 what he said you know what I'm saying it's just not worrying about it's just one less thing to worry about and you know unfortunately I had a similar a similar thing at my show the sound guy speaker was wild it was (laughs) crazy um yeah, it was like, jokes. Telling jokes real crazy. Had to come fix the amp and stuff. We we ain't get no sound check neither too, cause for a variety of reasons. So, but you know, all that stuff comes like you know, you live and you learn with all this stuff. Like, just comes with practice, and then you just know better for the next time. You know, so. And I feel like all they get like a dedicated like show or tour sound engineer. Mm, like, got to what the wave is. Got to, bro. Because that's just you, like, everybody, <laughs> you can't get everybody bro, food, like, you can. I, I was thinking after, I was like, yo, I'm a better sound guy than this. <laughs> yeah. I could have done this myself, for real. Like, this, it just was, it was, it is what it is, though, you know, so. But shout out, shout out to them for hitting me. Like, um, my friend Zay actually um, put me on to kind of make the connection between me yeah. and the mother of the, um, Zay Lewis, man. Shout out, good, good artist. Yeah, I was talking to um, Maddie there, the one who's like yeah. running the whole thing, and she was really fucking with you. Hopefully, um, y'all might see. She hit me up for another show. Yeah, we might see a show so, with man. both of y'all in the, the lineup. So yeah. that would be crazy. We've done that a couple times yeah. already too. So mm-hmm. those have always been fun. So um, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 History. So, um, speaking on like you know the music that y'all perform, so you just dropped your project. Um, okay, so you tell me how it's supposed to be said. It's called Lost it's and from- Found and Lost and Found. Okay, just because I like I saw it like yeah. that, but I was like, so I see he did the reverse at right. the end, and I'm like, so how did he want like, it said? Wait, and then I was like, oh, it's reverse. Okay, okay. Um, go ahead. You know, it's like, you still you in the mirror. So mm-hmm. You're not like the opposite you, you know what I'm saying? No, it's yeah. It's like lost and found and lost and found. But it's just a self-reflection, you feel me? How did, um like, overall, what was the creative process like in making that? And, like, I'm also very intrigued in the fact that, like, there's no spaces in the titles. Like, yeah. everything is, like, one word. And I was very interested as to why you chose to do that. Yeah, I mean, that specifically, like, so Lost and Found and Lost and Found, it's like, I mean, it's basically just like, you know, early 20s, I have no idea what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm making mistakes, like, I'm trying to fix them. It's like, sometimes I feel like I have, like, 
like the world is about to end you feel me but then sometimes i feel like more pockets and moments of just like like yo like i'm on the right path like confirmations that like you know mm-hmm. make me feel like um you know found you know get, getting to the place so and like i feel like what i wanted to signify with the no spaces like in all the titles is just like the confusion and like how everything kind of just really runs together you don't know what is what you know what i'm saying like lost and found and lost and felt like it's not even once you know what i'm saying it's like it's a repeating process like you don't and you don't necessarily know when the lost part is coming when the found Mm -hmm. part is coming but like you know it comes and it's just uh you know i I wanted to show just like the 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 running thought you know what i'm saying the the confusion that comes with that no No, it's a great project honestly I, i love a project that i can listen to and like I end up at the I ended up at the end of the project, and it restarted, and I didn't even fully realize it, cause like, but it didn't. It wasn't that experience where you're listening to a project and it all sounds like the same song. It was more so that experience of like I was listening to it and everything just kind of very much blended very well into one another. That by the time it looped back around, I was like, oh shit, I listened to all thirteen already, and so that was like great. I thoroughly enjoyed that project yeah i appreciate it no that. of course and definitely has a transition like blend through i love i feel like a lot of albums do this thing where like they start on a really high intense note and they fade kind of either into like a an outro that's either very um you know somber or just a lot more chill but i feel like you do the absolute reverse mm-hmm. and we come in with um summertime and it's super like vibey i feel like this is like the perfect like wake up and start cleaning your crib like it dropped on a sunday so i feel like it fell in that like you know that, that same so vibe and aesthetic yeah, you know sure. like, definitely was already in that movie it just dropped on friday i was like i feel this i'm also about to go out mm-hmm. sunday was definitely like i want to be home yeah, like i really yeah. want to ground myself in this project and then sunrise song like mm-hmm so quick so beautiful yeah. like it's so like fast paced and it's just like i wouldn't expect it from outro but i really mm. love that you did that thank you man um honestly shout out gabriel ansita bro because that man <laughs> go, bro. um uh artist co- uh co-student what would you call it? Classmate. There That's we go. Right. <laughs> co-student guys. Co-student got it. Because I was like, student. I was like, like co-founder, co-something. <laughs> I just said co-student. Co-peer. Former co-peer. classmate of mine. Um, yeah. No, he helped me uh, order the album actually because mm. you know I had all these songs, or at least the ideas for all of them out, and I, um, I was like, you know, I know all these songs are connected. Like they make so much sense to me. Like. I just like because you know sometimes like I was saying earlier it's like you look at yourself and you only see like when you look in a mirror you've never seen your actual face you know what I'm saying like you've only seen in pictures or whatever like so when you look in a mirror like um you don't even know what all I'm saying is like someone another person's perspective like looking at you can really clear up a lot of things that you didn't necessarily realize about Mm -hmm. yourself and that's how I felt when he helped me order the album. So like, um, you know, I presented him all these songs, I played them for him. He literally sat there on his phone, ordered this shit in this order, like, and told me exactly why everyone needed to go Where it was, that way. Yeah. And I was like, yo. And honestly, 
a lot of the things he's like I noticed even more like similarities between like the songs that were next to each other and stuff like that that he didn't even like real maybe not realize or mention like even after all that so it kind of even made more sense especially as I was like um uh like making the ends and the, the beginnings of the songs transition um because I really wanted to do that you know so I really mm. just wanted it to to go straight through and just you know just kind of be not necessarily tell a song from another song or just like kind of be one you know ride you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying but um as I was as I was making those transitions I just like realized even more how well the songs kind of lined up together in that particular order so I appreciate Gabriel and Sita for helping me do that for sure man. Oh, sorry. Do you work with you work with Gabriel? How do you? I don't know. They're just all like good friends, but it's just very him. Like Gabriel can like, I feel like he's like sees spirits. He's, he's like, a he's <laughs> a curator. Like <laughs> I feel like if he had like one of his best talents is his curation skills, which is I feel like a talent I don't. Bro, my shit is called lost and found. Like I literally like I do I don't understand myself a lot of times. So it's like when someone can just, just shine a light on you and be like yo like i feel like this is what you think i'm like maybe that is <laughs> right right it's like it's just kind of like other people's perspectives really put things in perspective for me as well so or no i like that definitely like huge shout out on that project great project to listen to definitely recommend everybody who listens to this podcast to listen yeah, to that project for sure great project and it's 305 no oh, yeah and with that come on man now tapping into Malik so you just did Miss 305 I really want to know like what went into making that and you know you did um visualizer for it y'all dropped the video right yeah yep the video mm -hmm. for it and like just everything that went into that song that process and like next steps as to what um you you know want to do yeah so for me like I don't ever consciously like write songs like, I don't <laughs> sit down like I'm gonna write a song about this mm -hmm. I just like beat is made and I just kind of start like mumbling shit till something comes out I feel like with that song just like I was experiencing just a lot of like um I would just say love life issues but just kind of like girls I probably was like involved in but I just wasn't like involved to where they needed me to be I would say mm -hmm. I guess or, like, I wasn't as invested as like they would like and I felt like I probably would never be mm -hmm. so kind of like that's your body yeah <laughs> yeah like, I'm just really bad at like focusing honestly so that was kind of just like what that song was about like yo i'm not gonna be like here forever but while i'm here right now like enjoy the present <laughs> and yeah i like i wrote it like super fast it was crazy because like afterwards i didn't even like think nothing of it like i wasn't even gonna drop it and like i played it for amari and he was just like yo this is hard <laughs> <laughs> i love that song like, yeah no, i love that song that song is crazy and then yeah, so played it out. Then we shot the visualizer for Jonathan George. Go yes, across the board. At dance we have. Yeah, Imani Arnett. Very cool. Also amazing. Zandri making the costume for her like expensive brands. Everybody snapped. Yeah, it was honestly great. Everything just really came together. It's like it was weird. Like you ask people to do things, I'm like, I don't know if y'all gonna fuck with this. And then like. This shit just happened like yeah. all in like one week and everyone's just like really on it. Shout out Nina as well. Shout out Nina, mm -hmm. cover girl. Cover girl, video, trailers, like right. everything just went crazy. And then it was just like really well received, I guess. Like, they'll just be like playing in your car, like 
it's like on their sex playlist and they're telling me that. Y'all better go. Yo, no, definitely. I feel like from the minute like you sent it to me, I feel like I was in an emotional love life crisis. And I felt like I was in an Uber. You sent it to me and I was just like on my way to see the person who I was in the crisis with. I'm just like, this is too much. Like, it really like, it tapped something like, bro, this is it. Like I, I love songs that definitely like, like music is so beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Like from one perspective, thousands, countless of people can feel something and allow themselves to imprint onto your music. And it's just like, like how's that, how can that even be? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's only so many human emotions, I guess. But Mr. 305 was definitely one of those like songs that vibe just the overall, like from sonically, yeah, yeah. how it made you feel and then, you know, don't forget that. It, what what nigga? Someone 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 said on Instagram this was a, a toxic nigga anthem. Slay <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody from like Paris hit me up like yo I heard your song like yo like I love this. It should song. be so like, weird. Like, <laughs> like, how like, the fuck did you like? Really yeah, lit, like, yeah, it's like shit. I think reception is always like I had crack for artists yeah. like you know especially like artists who are like up and coming. Um, you know because when you're like there quote-unquote like reception is still kind of weird but i feel yeah. like the reception is so expanded that you can't even focus on it yeah. all but i feel like as an up-and-coming artist like the reception is usually communicated to you you know a lot of times so yeah. i feel like it's always weird when like you know you have some people who are like oh i love like like i love listening to my spiro five like as a wake and bake song like i really like waking up scrolling mm-hmm. up smoking listening to it and then it's like, but then you also have the reception of like, wait, that shit's on my sex playlist, you know? So it's like, I think reception is always so interesting for artists because it's like, I don't know, it's always, it always varies from like person to person. Like I remember, I think when I dropped Clover, I think you texted me and you were like, I really love this like three pack because it feels like I'm bringing my homie with me wherever I go and like I'm bringing your stories with me and I was like that's real sweet you know and then, like, and then I had and then another person had hit me up after and was like yo I really like this because I feel like I can visualize every single thing you're talking about and I was like word that's wow. dope because like I didn't like I didn't know that and it's like I get tired of my music very quickly like are y'all the same way like it's like I see that color I'm the same I drop something and by the time I dropped it I'm oh, already tired because I've been song, like, like and working on it yeah. me, you, know, you know it's old to me is dead ass new to y'all like, yeah, <laughs> for real and it's crazy like, like with that like right now because like a lot of people are, like hitting me up like oh if you like perform the song for this like and do your performance for this and it's like yo like I'm so over this low key type shit like, <laughs> I'm already on the track like yeah still doing it over and over again but it's like with the reception shit, because like, I'm the type of when I put something out, I turn my phone off. Like I don't mm-hmm. care if people like it or don't. I, I can't I, deal with like, like, <laughs> yeah. taking that reception immediately and it's like to go through it and like people are, like give you their opinions and shit and you're just like are you Right <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> We should do the gym. Are you capping? And it's funny, I I feel like it's funny like from my personal perspective as an artist, like I think I also like take reception and critique differently because I didn't have like that music school experience of like you have to play shit you're making whether you're gonna drop it or not but you have to play shit you're making and people are, like critiquing you on it because like on my end like I'll do it and like when certain people hit me up with opinions or critiques I'm always like that's why I very heavily hold on like unfortunately to that whole thing of like who the fuck are you to tell me like especially when it's like negative critique because I'm just like 
bro, where is your background? Like, where, where is <laughs> the, like, experience? Bro. Like, where is the resume, bro? Like, what you got to back that? Right. It's, and it's usually people that, like, are not in a creative realm or, like, are in a creative realm that's so, like, that's not in music or production or anything of the sort. So I'll just be like, I mean, thanks, but to me, you're kind of just a regular individual, like, giving me critique. And I just, I don't know, I'm bad at, like, I don't like negative to critique, especially being from the city. I feel like from the city, like you're ready to fight. No, for real, like especially like like exactly. Like I feel like from the like when you're from the city and you're getting critique, like it's really about how it's communicated to you, cause like and you like gotta learn that moving through like the industry of like certain people are dead ass just assholes and how they speak, and it's like you kind of you know like some things you gotta eat, but like I also like uh, I think there's a really big difference between like constructive criticism and then just like. Sure. Niggas just talking, like, to talk, like, and I feel like that's, like, that's been a big thing of, like, navigating overall, but, um... Wait, you said something interesting. I have, like, a question for y'all, actually. Yo, what's up? Do y'all value, like, creatives' opinions on your art more, or, like, regular people's? Huh. Hmm. I mean, value it more? I wouldn't say I value it more, but, like, they give me different feelings, mm-hmm. for sure, like non non music people that that critique or like praise my work or whatever to me that's like yo like yeah. you actually fuck with this shit <laughs> yeah. like people don't just like like i feel like regular people don't have like a lot of tolerance or patience for things they don't like yeah. or i feel like music they don't like or anything you know stuff like that so when Especially someone they and you know they be the ones that go out their way and be like, "Yo, man, I was listening mm-hmm. to this," and they tell you a little story about like what. <laughs> yeah, no, for <laughs> real, I really feel like that. About what was going on with them when they was listening to it. It's like, to me, that just hits in like such a, a specific way that like I really love. But then at the same time, when a creative that I like respect and admire, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, your shit, like you know, it's fire. At first, like. Honestly, my first, like, instinct is to, like, not believe them. It's, like, because, like, my, especially as, like, other creatives that I really, my first instinct is to be, like, yo, like, you know, you just, like, oh, you, you know, you do, you, <laughs> you guess me, yeah, you, like, guess, you, know, you encourage yeah. me, you're just trying to be a good dude or yeah, whatever, like whatever. But, like, that to me, like, also hits in a really, like, powerful way just because it's like yo like wow this person like mm-hmm. took their time out their day this person that i like all their shit they took their time out their day to like let me know what's up or right. even if it's a like negative or neutral criticism you know just the comments like wow like like their their opinions definitely matter more to me i feel like than uh, like just what they have to say about mm-hmm. it because they have a um you know, some sort some of background, background. Yeah. and yeah. like, just like, you know, they're able to talk about these, because honestly, like, you know, a lot of regular, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. 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 but a lot of people that don't do music, it's hard for them to talk about like what they like about music and what they don't, don't like. yeah. Like, they just know they either like it or they don't, you know, and it's like, there's a certain level of innocence to that and that is like, really valuable but then there's like people that do know what they're talking about like they have a lot more to add to me to like as far as like inspiring me or like what maybe not more inspiring but just like as what 
specific things that like mm-hmm. I want to know or like you know yeah I feel like I feel like for me um I agree with a lot of what you said I feel like for me the like opinion of creatives matters more during my creative process right. and I reach out right. for opinions for like sure. from like my creative people more so like while I'm doing my shit yeah. because it's like 100%. you know like if, for example when I get like my shit mixed with my homie Siaka shout out Siaka like sometimes I'll send things to him and he'll be like and he'll respond like I won't even ask for the critique I'll just be like yo bro this is shit like and I already know he's gonna give it to me so then like I really respect him and he'll respond and be like yo I really like that you like did this kind of vocal in this part or like this part and I'm like oh worried I appreciate that and it's like you know like same thing with you like if I was to send you something like as somebody who produces and like makes your own music like I hold your opinion in such a high regard because you actively do the shit you know what I'm saying so like you're not looking at it as like like a song like you know just simply as the song you're looking at it as a piece of art as a piece of me because you're a person who understands that your art is also an extension of you in your life um i feel like in terms of like again regular people <laughs> like i really fuck with like i think like i love their opinions in like the post like after yeah, i like, yes, you know exactly. send my shit out because because it's that thing of like i definitely agree in the fact that like they definitely go more out of their way um and like with people who are like quote unquote not creative like there's not necessarily that immediate um push or drive to like go listen like you sim- you simply went and found it because you wanted to whether right. it's because you fuck with me or because you fuck with like the stuff i do but it's like you're not in the creative realm of like oh i want to keep this person on my network or i want to tap into right. this artist for right. a collab or whatever where it's like now i want to go listen to your music or listen to your shit to see what you have and that's why i like I appreciate the reception more from non-creatives like in the post, but like middle of creative process, I feel like I actively reach out to like creative people in my circles to get their opinions because I'm like, one, I'm a person that's plagued by self-doubt a lot, unfortunately, you know, and it's like, it is what it is. But other than that, it's like, it's this overall thing of like, you said it earlier, you don't know what you don't know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I like reaching out to people who, in my eyes, might have more experience than me doing something. Or even if they don't have more experience, like, you make something completely different. Like, Mm -hmm. the music I make and the music you make are two completely different, like, realms of, like, hip-hop or, like, of, like, music in general. But it's, like, as an overall person who I know appreciates music, like, you can still have a critique on the stuff I do. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I, I think I actively reach out, like, during my process to creative people, even people who don't necessarily make music but are creatives. Like, I've reached out to, like, Omari about, like, opinions on music and just because Omari's simply, like, a creative person. Or, like, I've reached out to, like, photographers and videographers because that was my, uh, one of my videographer friends. He's the one who told me, like, Clover makes me feel like I'm, like, visualizing everything. So I was like, that's dope to hear because you're a person who, like, cinematically makes people's visions come to life. Mm-hmm. So it's dope that you're visualizing my shit, mm-hmm. like, when I haven't even done that yet. You know what I'm saying? So, no, but that's a great question. I like that question really yeah, I think that's a lot. Cause I totally agree with you all the way. Like during the process, I kind of only like share it with like one other creators, basically. Cause like when I'm making some shit, even from the beginning, I can see like what it'll be like in completion. Mm-hmm. But if I share that with someone that like right. doesn't really do music, they're just like, well, like I don't well, know what to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's dope. <laughs> like like cool. Like yeah. Like, no, like, yeah. yeah. I remember when you um when you had dropped Miss Three Hundred Five. 
you sent it to me like the the track yeah. when it was like officially on streaming and i responded to you i was like oh i'm really glad you changed the font and you were like did i send this to you and i was like <laughs> i was like no you sent it to omari and i was with omari so it was funny because as soon as he got it he showed it to me he's like what do you think of this and i was like i was like i love this cover i don't like the font or like where it was or like the actual type of font and then and like that was just a great moment overall because it was like another, he was like no yeah i agree with you so it was like a beautiful moment of like you got a second opinion and then he got his second opinion you know like and i think um it's dope i think creators always look for a second opinion overall especially because like i feel like everybody got that little even if it's not a hint of self-doubt i feel like everybody got that thing of like I can't see the full picture because it's my shit or because I'm actively working on it or actively listening to it. Same thing with like getting tired of your music. Like to people hear it for the first time, they're like, oh my God, like, you know? And it's like to you, you're like, bro, I've been working on this shit for like weeks now. Like, you know, especially when you like produce your own shit or like mix your own shit or you're actively in the studio with the people who are mixing and producing your shit. You're sitting there on like literally from the start from scratch to the completion, no matter how long that process takes. And then, it's even worse when you're like, all right, now I got to sit on this and wait to drop it. Because then you're just like, by that time, you're like, the song was made three months ago. So I'm gonna, you're like, I'm done. Like, that shit is whack, bro. Like, I felt that. Like, I'm taking I'm, this all off the product. Like, bro, I remember I dropped my first three-pack. I dropped traffic, whatever. Literally, I had been working on traffic for weeks. I think, like, it, in total, it ended up being, like, two months. So by the time I dropped it, I was just kind of sitting there, like... Okay, <laughs> I was not even I hate it, but I was like over this. Like I remember I sent like my unreleased to a couple people. So when I dropped the full project, like a lot of people were hitting me up like, yo, this freestyle's dope this and I was like, bro, like <laughs> this don't even feel like my bars no more, bro. Like, at this point, like it don't even really feel like that. Yo, it takes it honestly takes a village, y'all. It does. I feel like one of the most gratifying parts, like what you were saying earlier, is like when especially your creative friends that were there with you in the process, like, they listened to the final thing, and then they got something new to say about the final thing. They're like, yo, like, I love what you did with this. Yeah, like, yeah. I love how it evolved from this to this. Like, I love, I love this choice you made that, like, wasn't, that was different in the last yeah, version. The original, like, right. Like, it, that type of stuff is, like, also, I feel like gives me a similar feeling to, like, you know, when the non-music people reach out and it's mm-hmm. like, yo, like, you know, this is cool, man. Yeah, this is so dope, boy. So it's like, because it, it's just like, it, it's like, when you can watch someone grow and when, like, someone can, like, tell you, like, oh, like, I'm proud of you for watching you grow. Like, that shit is like, it's like, yeah. so. That shit hits hard, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, wait. <laughs> And a nice heartwarming note, but we're reaching our, you know, favorite part of the show. Facts. As we approach the end, we always wrap up with a lingo talk with the lingo. So, you know, Malik, you're from Brooklyn. You're from Florida. Yeah. So, overall, we just want to ask what's your favorite, um, like, slang term that you grew up with from where you're from? Like... Um, I know we spoke about this on the reunion episode. You gotta pick something different. So you can't you can't pick Claffy again. Claffy was great, <laughs> top tier. And you reminded me, and I've been using it ever since, like all over again. But um, yeah, definitely just like one of your favorite slang terms from like where you grew up, um, or something that even if like you didn't use it and you just heard it, like whether it's an old Hess slang term, that's fine. But like we just always love to do this because what did he say in Yeah, bro. I mean, everybody. I love to be saying, you know, 
Jit told me this. Jit, I was just gonna say, <laughs> Jit was like the first date in my head. I'm nah, not gonna lie. Nah. That that shit like that shit makes you feel like love. Um, what else? I really like um, bro. I love how southern niggas like. You know, I'm a, I'm not like American black, so I feel like I I didn't grow up with the same like I grew up around all mm-hmm. that slang, but I didn't really speak with the same slang or just not as much. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying there's a lot of the people around me, but I love how you know people be talking about they going straight straight to the mall. <laughs> like man, man. teaser kids. Oh no! Oh, also, it's like oh you flaw. I like that one too. It's like. I've like, never heard that. It's like, basically, if, you know, you did something, it's like, man, that nigga flaw. Like, you flaw for that, bro. It's like, it's like when you wrong for something, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's, like, it's like, oh, you flaw, man. Mm. It's like. I like that. That's um, new. Mm. Yeah. It's hard. Let's see. What else? They be talking funny, bro. Back home. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> um, They call, they, they say breasts. Too like what's up, breast? Like breast, rose. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> nah, I never heard like, that. No. that shit. Right? Yeah, right? I'm learning so it's much like, right now. It's like bro, but like with an S. It's like B R U S. Breast. That's new. I like that. Come on, Brooklyn. Right now, I feel it just like lost me. Like these niggas like, yeah. yeah. losing, losing me, bro. You losing me is great, actually. It's funny, bro. I generally be confused when people talk, and sometimes like, like bro, you lost me. Lost me, or you losing me? Nah, yeah. That's great. I like that. Wow. Has has I don't remember what ours ever were. I don't like. I don't know if me and you ever did one like solo dolo. Like because we just we like everything, bro. Yeah. Like I am a sponge, so I absorb everything, bro. Like like half of my slay like became Caribbean once I started high school. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm not Caribbean, but everybody around me is, and that's what it became too. No, yeah. Fun times. Fun times. <laughs> Yo, thank you guys so much for coming to sit down and talking to us, man. Like, sure, it was just, sure, man. Thanks great, for having us. Time. Greatest crossover since Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. oh, Good boy. Good boy. I love that TikTok. another podcast. But with that being said, y'all, it's your homie ATM. And it's your boy O. And it's your boy Malik. Yeah. And it's your boy Johnny. And we are Lingo. Thank y'all for tuning in. Stay up. Be easy. Peace. Peace.